0: Lord, I am in the presence of your greatness, Lord, just in awe of all that you are and all that you have done and will yet do and are doing even today, Father, and I just want to say thank you, Lord, uh, first of all, for your magnificent plan that you placed into this earth, Lord, to bring us back to you, Father, and I pray, Father, that you would use me to bring a word of encouragement, both female and male, Father, I thank you, Lord, for your blessings today. And I ask you to just move, Father. I yield to you in every way, Lord. I ask you to move in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. How many of you know our theme for the year? We've been talking about it. How many of you know the theme for the year? Okay, let me tell you to it again. Uh, 2014 is a year of purpose. Amen. You are significant. You are important to the purposes of God. And so my message today, the Lord has just kept me centered on that. If you, you remember, we've been talking about that here for some weeks now. Save from what, save to what, uh, who, what, and why, where. We went through uh, last week with uh, Pastor finishing up with us here. What do you are saved to, unto good works. Amen. And so now God is still speaking on you are significant. Mothers, you are significant. I think sometimes in the world today... Um, with, and I'm just gonna go there so y'all know I'm not politically correct, so, so, and I'm not gonna apologize for it. I am Christ correct. Amen. And so I think with the, um, the passing of the bills and ignoring the law and allowing gay marriage that we are now thinking that it is okay, you know, for a man and another man to raise a child. And, and, and so what happens is, and we don't realize what happens, is that we start losing the significance of God's plan. When we deviate from it. Amen. And so we have started to deviate from the plan of God, uh, and and do some weird stuff. And, and so you start uh, believing and you start thinking that as a woman, uh, you are not significant. As a mom, uh, you are not significant and you are. And so this is all uh, uh slowly but surely the enemy has dumbed down people, and slowly but surely he has moved in, and he has shifted things and, and so now more and more people are accepted of this practice and and we lose sight of God's perfect plan for the family uh so I just want to uh uh share with you some things this morning, in light of that, I want you to know that you are significant that God did not make a mistake when he created women he knew what he was doing he had a purpose and he had a plan and it was no mistake that he created us last no mistake in that no mistake in that amen amen so I just want to talk to you about moms I I, I was uh, looking at some things and I thought this was really cute and it says mothers are teachers disciplinarians and cleaning ladies some mothers are even gardeners they mow the lawn Mothers are nurses, doctors, psychiatrists, counselors, chauffeurs, and they're a coach. Mothers are developers of personalities, molders of vocabularies, and shapers of attitudes. Mothers are the soft voice that says, I love you. And mothers are a link to God. A mother is a child's first impression of God's love. Wow. Wow. That's how you should think of yourself. I think sometimes when we, uh, especially if you've been a stay-at-home mom, you know, you kind of think that you're almost worthless, but you're not, because all of these things are encompassed in you, and you have to master these things. And then if you're a mom that works outside the home, you have to master these things and a job. So I give kudos to both of you. I really do. Because mothering is no joke. It's no joke. So I want to talk to you in Genesis uh, 2, 18, 25. You don't have to turn there. I'm just going to move Uh, through a few things this morning, and hopefully it will bless you. We want to start with Eve. Eve was created with a purpose. I want you to know that Eve came out of man. Man did not come out of Eve in the beginning. So you have to understand that Eve came out of man. Uh, God put the man to sleep, and then he took the rib from his side, and then he fashioned Eve, and then he presented Eve to him, so that tells me that God had to really think about some things, because, as Adam was naming all the plants and all the animals and all the things that were being presented in front of him, there was found no help meat for him, there was found nothing suitable that fit him, so you have to understand that, as a woman, we are fitted to man that 's not a bad thing that 's a good thing. it really is. You were born to be suited and fitted to man. Whether you're married or not, when I say fitted to man, when, when you work, even working in a corporate situation, okay, and you have a woman's input, if a man is wise, he'll listen. Amen. And if a woman is wise, she'll listen. So we've been, we've been fitted to work with one another. Now marriage in itself is, is, is a whole new, uh, uh, thing when you are fitted together as husband and wife because you will come together and when you come together, you are most like God, you are one. Amen. So you are fitted together to match one another, to fit together as one. And then God, then God, what? I didn't pray. Want me to pray again? I did pray. (laughs) I said, you want me to pray again? I'll pray again. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You keep me straight here. I'm going to pray again. Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I ask you to let this word fall upon ears that are open and ready to hear from you lord i pray that it will encourage this morning both male and female lord i pray that it will uh, be a seed within them that will grow up and bring forth the harvest in their life Uh, lord i yield everything to you this morning everything everything have your way uh, this morning i will change in a heartbeat for you lord hearing from you loving you lord as you love your wonderful moms this morning Bless them in a special way, Lord, I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Being fitted together as husband and wife is an awesome thing, but it wasn't just for them to be fitted together as one. It was for them to populate the world. It was for them to come forth. She was made with the purpose of being able to birth life out of her. Amen. The the channel in which she came from the man is not the same channel from which she would give birth. You hear me? So God fashioned her for this. He fashioned you and in you he put every ability that a mom would ever need. It is in you. I think sometimes we don't know how to tap into that or sometimes life has done things to us that, that that makes it hard for us to move in that capacity. But you being woman, you were created by God to be a mother. You were created by God to be a nurturer. You were created by God to have wisdom. Now, yes, Eve was deceived. Her husband was with her. And then we see the fall of all mankind. And as I was reading this and I was looking at this, I thought, wow, the first place... Uh, that the enemy came in after the fall was to destroy the family. Think about it. The first place he came in was to destroy the family. He came in and and Cain killed Abel. They're brothers. Immediately division within the family. Immediately. And then Cain being cast out. You have to leave. You can't stay here. Can you imagine that mother's heart in that, how she's dealing with all of that? See, sometimes I think we just skim over the Bible and sometimes I sit there and I read that and I'm like, oh, my heart hurts for her, you know, because first they have to live with the fact, man, we messed up with God. Now there's thorns and thistles growing and we got to work like this and it hurts to have children. This is awful but the joy of of having a child and and life coming forth again that is both her, uh, 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 Adam and Eve, and and then to see that life kill one another and then to have to see that son leave. You ever thought about that? Like it was your kids? What she had to endure there? But yet her, her love and her desire for life caused her to say yes I'm going to come again to my husband and she had another son named Seth and when you come to the end of that it says and then the people's hearts were turned to God wow <laughs> wow talks about Seth's son and then says and the people's hearts were turned to God which tells me that in this one she said I'm not going to mess this one up I'm going to talk to this one about God I'm going to teach this one about God. I'm going to tell him what happened to us. I'm going to help him understand what a great God that we have. I'm going to help him walk with God. I'm going to help him understand the principles of God. Thus, mothers, you have such an awesome responsibility from the very beginning. Life comes through you. And I want to say to the mom that may have had an abortion in her life, you have to forgive yourself because God forgives you. He forgives you. He understands our ignorance. He truly does. And when you come to him and you repent and you lay that at the altar of of, of Christ, then he is careful. He is careful with you to forgive you and to cleanse you. Amen? It is only a purpose and time for you to just allow yourself to be cleansed. Amen? Let's look at Moses' mother. Wow, what a love for their child in this time. The, the, the Israelites were, were just, I mean, having babies all over the place, and they were just kind of just growing out of control. And, and, and Pharaoh didn't like it. He tried to get the midwives to, to kill the babies when they were born, and they wouldn't do it because they feared. They had a reverential fear of God. They knew God, and they knew they weren't going to do that. And so they would not kill the babies. Now, isn't that something? Here you have midwives, not even their babies, but they're like, no, we understand life. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. And and, and the people waxed great. And because of fear and the enemy coming in, yet again, where does he strike? He strikes at the family. He strikes at the very mother's heart because it was very important to have a son. And so he will strike the mother's heart hoping in that first to wipe out a whole generation of people, because without men you can't have children, especially in those days. Nowadays they do all kind of crazy stuff. In those days, okay. And to hurt a mother's heart so deeply that she wouldn't want to have any more kids. Why would you want to have another baby only for the Egyptians to come and kill? Striking at the family, striking at the mother's heart. From the very beginning, Satan set to strike at you as a mother. Very beginning, he set out to strike you, to strike at you, to come after you, because you are the nucleus. You are the one that brings life. You are the one that grows life within you. You are the one with that capability within your body to bring forth life. Wow, that is something. And so Moses' mother has a son, and she says that the child was fair. He was a beautiful child. But I don't just think it was that. I think that her love was so strong for her son that she figured out a way to hide him. With the chance that in hiding him, that that Pharaoh's army would kill her. His soldiers would come and kill her because she hid him the way that she did. And of course no Pharaoh wants to be made a fool of and know that there was an Israelite child, especially a boy that's been hidden for three months. She took the risk. How many times do we take risk for our children? Oh, God, as mothers, how many times do we stand up and we take the risk for them, that we'll stand in the gap for them, that we will say, no, this is not going to happen. I'm going to protect you. If I have to hide you in prayer, I'm going to take care of it. This mom hid her baby and then she put him in a basket and put him in the Nile River and slid him down the river. And then she had the sister follow because she watched as far as she could watch. But she had to put a trust in God that God had a purpose for her child. Do you have a trust in God that he has a purpose for your child? Oh, God. Oh, my God. And she loosed him into the river to float down the river. And so be it that she had the daughter follow. And watch through the reeds and watch to see to make sure that the child was safe because she knew at that point when she could no longer hide him that she had to release him and pray to God that God would protect him and position him. And so he's picked up and he's nurtured and she's out bathing. Egyptian woman out bathing, part of Pharaoh's family. Takes Moses. But she knows she does not have within her to suckle the child, nor did they really do that in those days. They always had another woman that would come and do that for them. And so she sent for a Hebrew slave to come and nurse the child. And the beautiful thing about it is, is that God had so much care that when she released the child, he brought the child back and allowed her to raise him. And, and and I, and I guess I, I read it so many times, but I, I never really dug deep into the fact that when he went back to Pharaoh's house, he knew who he was. It's not something he figured out later on in life. OK, he knew who he was. Do your children know who they are? Mama, do your children know who they are? Have you spoke who they are into them when he left? His mother's arms, he knew who he was. Because it says shortly after that he went back out to see his people. And he saw his people, called them his people. He knew. It wasn't a shock to him, something he learned. (gasps) Uh, That's who I am? She poured into him. But he was faithful to his mom and did what his mother told him. When she says, you go there and don't you open your mouth. And you go there and you learn everything that you can learn. Because God's going to use you. How many of you know sometimes it's difficult to send your children into dangerous territory that we would consider dangerous territory? It's difficult to release them to go to college, especially these days, because college is so full of filth, it's unbelievable. It's hard to release them to go get their first apartment. It's hard to release them into their first job because you know that there are going to be perils that are going to come before them. You know they're going to be there. You know that they are going to speak against the God that you have taught them about all of their life. You know that doctrine is going to come to them, that the world is going to try to push it out of them so that they can take over their life instead of having God be first in their life. But she poured into him and she had enough faith to release him into a difficult situation only for him to come back and be her deliverer. Hmm. My God. My God. Mothers, you are very important very important. I love these two women. They were harlots. They got pregnant. One had a baby and three days later, the other one had a baby. And of course, in in those times, you know, they weren't worth anything. And they really didn't consider their children to be worth anything. But they loved their children. I'm sure they did. And the one rolled over on their baby at night and baby smothered and died. And so being so desperate to have a child, she tiptoed over to the other woman because they lived in the same house and slipped her baby into her arms. And you know how tired you can get sometimes being a mother, you just in that dead sleep, you know? And and put her baby in her arms and took the live baby and brought it to herself. And and when the mother woke up, she realized after getting ready to feed she says he, he's dead and she mourned through the night and sure and cried and when the daylight came she considered the child and looked at the child very closely and 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 how many of you know we know our children okay I mean you know when you when you get them when they first birth them I don't know if you the nurses tell you but well, don't don't unswaddle them I was like I'm gonna unswaddle you I'm taking off the diaper I'm looking at every nook and cranny of your body because I want to make sure everything is right did anybody else do that except me I, I examined my child <laughs> okay it was like I want to see every birthmark. I want to know everything. This is my baby. My baby. Hallelujah. Okay. You don't have to change the diaper. I will do it. I got this. Okay. Come on. My baby. I knew my children. She knew her baby. The connection that a mother has with her child is something that, that is just magnificent. And it's almost, it's a mystery. Because there have been women, true stories that women have had their children kidnapped. And, and, and she knew that she seen this child. And she knew, she just knew within her heart that that was her baby. That was her daughter. Five years later, that's my child. I know that's my child. And she fought and she fought and she fought until finally they, they did a DNA test. And sure enough, it was her child. There's something in the connection between a mother and their child. There's something in the connection even of an adopted child that wants to go back and find the root of where they came from. So that connection between that mother was so great. And so they were arguing back and forth because the other woman would not relent. And so they go before King Solomon. This is uh, Exodus 2, 1. And then that's Moses and Kings. First Kings 3, 16 and 27, Exodus 2, 1 and 10 was for Moses. I want to make sure you have the scripture for so you can read it for yourself. First Kings 3, 16 through 27. So Solomon sits and he's looking at the two of them, arguing back and forth. And I can just imagine the argument that is going on between these two women, you know. And how do you know? He wasn't there when they were born. So how does he know who kid it is? How does he know? He has no idea. And so he lets them argue back and forth for a few minutes, but then the wisdom of God is so great, he tells the one, he says, well, bring me my sword. One of his soldiers, bring me my sword. I'll just cut the kid in half, and both of you guys can have a half of your own. Then you both have dead kids, and you get out of my face, basically. Get out of here with all that noise. Because I don't know who's lying. And the beautiful thing to me is the sacrifice that a mother will make in order for her child To be safe, I would rather give you up and put you in the arms of somebody that I know is not telling the truth. I know is not telling the truth. But for you to live, I will step back and I will put you first, your life, your well being, because life is important and I want you to live. That she was willing to say, Don't do that. Don't do that. She can have the child. I'll say it's hers. If that'll give my child life, I'll say it's hers. I'll give up the right. I am so blessed by women who decide to have their children. And in the midst of such harsh circumstances, they love their child enough to say, I cannot provide for you, but I'm willing to give you to someone who can. I'm willing to give you life. I'm willing to just let go. I'm willing to believe God that you'll fall into the right arms. I'm willing. I think that that is the most beautiful and unsacrificial. You know, It's like, I, 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 I'm unselfish and sacrificial thing to do. So much deeper than abortion, so much love that she would give up her child because of love and i've seen the pictures of mothers that have had to let their children go i've seen the pictures of mothers in in third world countries that have had to let their children go to an orphanage that could feed them and give them a schooling and have to step back and walk away because they knew they could not do it but the only way that their children could receive the best was to let them go wow that's a mother's heart that's a mother's heart That's a mother's heart to say, I'm not going to buy myself this. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to have the luxuries that I would like to have and do the things that I would like to have. Because I want you to have. I want you to have better than what I had. I want you to have the things that will make you comfortable. I will sacrifice whatever I have to sacrifice for you to give into you so that you can have the best life possible, the best chance possible to live. That's a mother's heart. That's the mom that will get in the car and drive her kids all over town, do everything that she possibly can do for them. And that's the mom that will get up late at night and sit up with the baby all night, sacrificing her rest and her sleep and start growing gray hairs because you're like sleep deprivation. That's the woman that will run up to the school and sit in the classroom with their kid to make sure that they get a good lesson. That's the mom that will do the hard thing and say no. That's the mom that will sit with her daughter or her son when their heart is broken for the first time and cry with them. That's the mom that will say, man, I'm hungry. And the kid says, but I want that. And you'll say, okay, you can have it. You can have it. It's okay. That's the mom that when things are tight, you put a piece of cardboard in the bottom of your shoe so that your babies can have new shoes. That's the sacrificial love. That's what you are. That's who you are. And I know our children don't see it all the time, but I promise you when they grow up and they have children of their own, they begin to understand what it is to say, no, don't do that. Don't do that. I'll sacrifice so that they can live. I want them to live. Wow. And the story goes that Solomon realized that that was the true mother because really only a true mother, and I mean a true mother, not necessarily have to be a birth mother, but only a true mother will sacrifice for their children. That's who you are. That's what God put in you. That is so awesome. That is so deep. That is so beautiful. The picture of that is just amazing to me. Amazing to me. Why don't we go to 2 Timothy. I love these two ladies. I do. I try to be like them. I don't want to knock this thing over with this big old Bible, but I like this one. Oh, hallelujah. Let's go here. One more. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to talk about Grandma Lois and Mama Eunice. Mm Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about these two ladies, okay? Because sometimes it takes a family to raise a child, all right? Uh, Sometimes you got to come together and you just got to circle the wagons and you got to get mama, grandpa, grandma and and get them all around them and you got to work that thing. You got to work it. You got to work that situation. You got to pull them in to make sure because sometimes stuff gets beyond you. And it is so good to have someone that's walked the walk before you and that have raised children before you and that you could sit down and you could talk with them and you can get some insight to what it is. You know, nobody tells you when you first have that baby, you're going through labor. It's like, I will never have another child in my life. And, and, and as soon as they put the child in your arms, you're like, oh, I could do one more. <laughs> yeah nobody told me that feeling nobody talked with me about that nobody talked with me about the things that you go through raising children nobody ever talked to me about that stuff and it's so important to have wise women women that have walked before you and they have raised godly children and I'm not talking about you know these grandmas and that are out there hot in the club popping and cracking and carrying on and smoking and drinking and I'm getting my party on I had all my kids I'm getting my party on now I ain't got time for that. (sighs) I'm not talking about them. Leave them alone. Please. (laughs) Yeah. Find you a godly woman. Hear me, okay, because the Word of God says don't hang out with silly women, which tells me that there are silly women in the church. (laughs) Okay. Let's talk about that, hallelujah. Or he wouldn't have told them, okay. Find you a, a grounded, a rooted woman if you have questions and, and, and you need to talk. You find a rooted and grounded older woman that has walked the walk before you, that can tell you, oh, girl, they teenagers, they going to act wild for a while, but they're going to turn back around. And they'll be all right because they can see in your children sometimes what you can't see because you're in the middle of the the firestorm. And so they can see in your children what you can't see at that moment because how many of you know that, you know, it was the old adage, now we know why some animals eat their young. Because when they turn to teenagers, you just kind of want to put them on a barbecue brisket and turn them a few times, you know. It's just like you just gonna bake today, hallelujah. Because I'm tired of you, okay? You know, you know, with that teenage stage, and 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 sometimes I think God know you doesn't really give you the foresight of that because we probably wouldn't have kids, okay? (laughs) Right? (laughs) Okay. Woo, okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> when they're finding their footing, okay. You know, and they're constantly kicking you. You're stupid. You don't know nothing, mom. You know, you're old foggy. You don't know anything. And then they come to find out that later on you went through the same thing they went through and nothing really changes. Okay. It's just more out there. Okay. So you really didn't know something. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Okay. So it's wise to have someone older than you that when they've got you so frustrated that you can just pull your hair out your head, that you can just go through and say, can we just sit down and have a cup of coffee or tea or some soda pop or something? Can I just talk to you? Somebody that would just let you pour it all out. And I'm sure, I am sure that Eunice did that with, with Lois. I'm sure she said, now look, Ma, this this boy is driving me nuts. And I know he's a good kid, and I know he's going to serve the Lord, but I just wanted to strangle him. See, we think that the people of the Bible that grew up in the way, we think that they were just perfect kids. They never got in trouble. You know, they just just had some kind of angelic bubble around them, and they never did anything to bother their mamas. It wasn't like that. Life is life. Children are children. Amen? They had to go through it, too. They had to work through some things, too. But she she stayed close with Lois. And Eunice got together and they said, this boy will serve God. And I love this about them because they were not afraid to loose him into the ministry. So many people today, when their children come to them, they say, well, you know what? I think I want to be a missionary. They say, oh, no, child, you don't want to do that. You, you don't want to go do that. Why? If you trust God and God has put that in their heart, why would you discourage them from moving into the place that God has put on their heart to move into? Why would you stop them? Or they say, you know what, I think I want to be a pastor. Oh, no, you don't want to do that. You know why? Because there's really no money in it. There's just a handful of pastors that are multimillionaires. There's not a lot of money in it. And so what happens is a lot of times mothers will discourage their children after you've brought them up in the word, after you've talked to them about the word, after you've taught them Jesus, after you've gotten them baptized and brought them through all things. And you tell them, no, you don't want to do that. Why not? Why wouldn't you want to raise your children up so that they would serve the Lord all the days of their life in whatever capacity? Whatever capacity. You have to be able to loose them and let them go and to move into what God has called them to do. And I love this because Eunice and Lois got together and they raised this boy. They poured into him. They stayed with him. They taught him. They talked with him. They took care of him. They were there for him. And they poured into him Jesus. And when he was older, he decided this is the path that I am going to take. And they didn't step back and say, well, oh no, you can't be doing that. They got a hold to that, and they say, son, we're going to pray you through. We'll be your prayer warriors for you. I'm your cheerleader. I'm praying for you. And it was so great. Their influence, your influence as a mother is so great that you lay a foundation in your children's lives. That is the foundation of Christ that you can lay because they believe what you say. That is why, oh, hear me, oh, Jesus, it is so important what you say to your children. If you call them stupid, if you call them liars, if you say you'll never be no good, you're a whore, you just out there whoring around, and come on, some of you have said it. You have got to check your mouth, and you have got to line your mouth up with the word of God, and you've got to speak life to them. Because the life that comes out of your mouth is the life that goes into them, and then they begin to live, and then they will rise up and they will call you holy. They will praise you. It may not seem like it when you're going through it, it's hard. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm talking to the young mothers now. It's hard. It's hard to stand your ground. It's hard not to let them go where they want to go and do what they want to do and hang out with the people they want to hang out with because the world is full of hell. And it's easy to go to hell. It's easy. Every lazy person basically will go to hell. But when you have to stand up and your mother has to get behind you and she has to see your better than that you can do better than that you're stronger than that you were born in the likeness of God himself you can do this you got it going on I'm your cheerleader whatever that boy said to you is a lie he doesn't know what he's talking about whatever that girl did to you God has something better for you can you speak that into your children's lives like Eunice oh and Lois did sat him down and looked right in his eyes and said you're better than that you can do it You got it going on. You're beautiful. You're handsome. There's someone for you. He's there. There's someone for you. Can you speak life into them? Or do you tear them down? Speak life to your children. Don't call them names. Don't pull them apart, even when you're mad at them. You know, about Timothy. yeah, that was stupid. You did something stupid, but I know you're not stupid. You can get mad. Okay? You can you call it. You call it like it is. Please call it like it is because life is not fair. You have the opportunities in your home to pour into your children. And that's what they did. They poured into Timothy. They poured into him. I'm sure they told him like it was. Now, boy, you acting a fool. You need to quit that because you are not a fool. But you're acting like a fool. But you're not a fool. So act like the fool that you're not. And stop acting like the fool that you're trying to be. (laughs) Thank you, (laughs) cowboy. Speak words of encouragement to them. Oh, hallelujah. And so the apostle Paul himself says, I thank God. And I am calling upon the memories of your sincere faith. The leaning of your entire personality on God in Christ. In absolute trust and confidence in his power, wisdom and goodness. A faith ha that first lived permanently in the heart of your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And now I am fully persuaded dwells in you also. What a testimony that first he could look at the mother and the grandmother and say y'all had it going on and now I can trust your son because I know that it permanently dwells in you and I can see that it dwells in your son oh man I think that is awesome that's what you have in your mouth in what you do that's what you have. That's why when my kids were younger, they didn't like it a lot of the times. And, and a few of them are here this morning. And I was like, you get up. We're going to church. I did not leave it for them to find their way. Hello. No. Do you, I'm going to... F- Make the path clear. I'm going to tread down the weeds and and make and we're going to walk through this field together. And you're going to see that there will be weeds on both sides. But this path has been walked. to It is all stomped down so nothing can grow here but the word of God. And we're going to walk this path to church every Sunday. Get up. And sometimes they didn't like it. And sometimes they grumbled and sometimes their hair wasn't combed and sometimes they didn't look too good, but they came to church. And I am proud to say if God can give me anything that I could boast about in him is that my children are serving God. And the one that was kind of hanging out there a little bit is making a quick turn right now. And I am so (laughs) blessed, blessed, blessed. That's God. That's what God will do for you as a mother when you stay the course. Mothers, let me encourage you this morning. Your kids will grumble and complain. They're children. They want to do what they want to do. They want to sleep in late on Sunday. They don't want to get dressed and come to church. But you know what? Put your foot down. Get them exposed to what God can do. Because you never know that one Sunday when the right word comes forth and it pricks their heart. And there's the opening for the seed to go in. You never know. You never know that one time that they see you praying. Or they see you reading your Bible. That it clicks in them. Wow. There's something to this. You never know. So don't lose heart. Don't lose heart. Stay the course. Stay the course. God is watching. And he is faithful to those who call out to him. Who practices his principles. He is faithful to us. He is faithful to you. As a mother. He truly is. He truly is. Stay the course. Don't veer from the course. And I love this other mother. Okay. I really do. Okay, Miss Zebedee. I like her. Okay. Yeah. Miss Zebedee wasn't no joke. Okay. Because obviously she had raised sons that were pretty sharp. OK, you know, after all, they had businesses and stuff and they were moving around doing pretty good. And and, and of course, oh, oh Miss Zebedee, she's the mother of James and John, Miss Zebedee. And so, you know, she's aware of Jesus and she's sat under the teachings and she's trying to understand what's going on, okay? But, of course, you know, like everybody thought, that Jesus was going to come and destroy all their enemies and then they were going to live in peace forever and it was going to be all good. He's going to be the great warrior, you know, but when he didn't do that, people start thinking, like, what the heck is going on here? Seriously. Because they thought he was going to come and just destroy it all and it was going to be all good. And it didn't happen the way they thought it should happen, but the plan of God was being worked out. Okay, and so Jesus is talking about, you know, that the Son of Man is gonna be handed over and he's, and all these things are gonna happen to him. And so Ms. Zebedee, she's like, wait a minute, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, let me make sure that my, my two get, get a place in the kingdom here. Alright, so she gets her two boys, y'all come on here, you come on, come with me. Come on, we're gonna see, you. come on, we're gonna talk to Jesus today. Today, we're talking to Jesus today. Come on. Come on. Come on here. And she gets before Jesus, and she's like, um, uh, can uh, my one son sit on the right hand and the other one on the left hand because after all, you know, they are close to you and uh, they have walked this walk with you and they are truly worthy to be with you. Now see, everybody thinks that she was crazy and they talk bad about it, but I love her. You know why? Because she thought her kids were all that in a bag of chips. <laughs> she thought they were all that. I love mothers that think their kids are all that. I do. I do. Because they are all that. They are. They are all that. And they are worthy of your praise. And I was reading through it, he never tells her, no, they can't have it. He just says, Yeah, it's 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 my father's choice. <laughs> I love it. Okay. He didn't mess with her. It's my father's choice. Okay. <laughs> I love Jesus because he loves the mothers, okay, and I'm sure he wasn't mad at her. I'm sure he's seen her heart that she loves her sons and that she has seen her sons walk with him. See, we look at her like, you stupid woman, you don't be going up to Jesus asking him no questions. Like, what's wrong with you? You know, I have to give a woman kudos, okay? She was tough. She had to be tough to walk up on Jesus like that, okay? I don't think I would have did it, okay? Because she was like, look, come on, you coming with me. we talking to Jesus today, okay? Y'all going to sit on either side of him because you guys got it like that, you know? Come on. Give her some credit. She thought high of her children. She saw the potential in her children. Do you see the potential in your own children? I see the potential in my children. I've seen the potential when they were young. Each and every one of them had a different personality, a different gifting. One went to college, one don't need to go to college. One decided she wanted to be home, take care of her children. That is so awesome. I love it because each one chose their path. They didn't choose my path They chose their path with my guidance, but it was their path. And so I had confidence in them that they would fulfill the purpose in their life. Still have confidence in them that they will fulfill the purpose in their life. So I don't have a problem speaking well of them. She didn't have a problem speaking well of her son's. She watched them. She groomed them. She saw Jesus grooming them. She saw what they could be. And I thought that was so cute that she would just go and do that. It's like, I'm going over here. We're going to talk to Jesus. I'll make sure y'all get what you deserve. (laughs) Okay. Amen. Okay. But I want to share with you, do you pray for your children? Because see, that was her prayer, her request. That was her prayer. That they would be in the kingdom of heaven. That they would be in his kingdom. Even if they're out there and they're not living for God right now. Do you continue to pray that they would come in to God's kingdom? Is that a prayer that as a mother, as a woman, fashioned by God, the icing... On the cake. See he made the cake, but he saved women to be the icing and the cherry on top, beautifully fashioned, to make the whole thing complete. He saved you for last. So are you touching the heart of God even if they are not honorable to you? Even if they're out there acting a fool? Are you constantly lifting them lifting them up? Jesus save my children my baby save this one lord i know they're out there acting a fool but can you discover them till they can come to know You, lord father i ask you not to let any harm come to them father i know they're not following your word right now but lord i'm asking you in jesus name to just watch over them my prayer all the time all the time every day and i think about it different parts and times of the day my prayer is this lord if it cannot be me if they cannot see it in me If they cannot receive it from me, please, Jesus, send someone, send someone across their path that they will hear the word and turn from their wicked ways and be saved. Oh, God. And I pray, Lord, bring them to an end of themselves so that they will repent and they will turn to you. Now, I want you to know that that's a difficult thing to watch and it's a difficult thing to keep your hands off of. It's difficult, but I want to tell you that when you step back and you let God be God and you be mama, God will handle it. He will handle it. You can trust your children to him. You can trust your children to him. I want to talk to, in my closing, I know some of you have had great moms and and we celebrate that. It's awesome to have a great mom. You know, you had the mom that did the cookies and took you to the sporting events and, you know, loved you and talked with you and, and hugged you and kissed on you and told you all the things that you needed to hear. But there are some in here that have had moms that have not been that. They had the mom that was a drug addict that was so bruised and hurt herself that she didn't even have it within her, didn't even know how to love because love had been beaten out of her from a young age. I want to talk to the person that mother may have gone on to be with the Lord and you didn't have that opportunity to make it right and make it what it should be. I want to talk to that person that's at odds with their mom. And they're they're like, I I ain't even going over that I ain't even going to deal with that. You know, I'm just tired of her. You don't have to celebrate what they did. In fact, you shouldn't celebrate what they did. Hurt people hurt people. Do you hear me? And when you look at it from a different perspective, when you look at it from the perspective that, it, that years ago, as there's mental illness that was not even detected years ago, that mothers had mental illnesses and did things that were really, from the misfiring of their brain, out of control. There were mothers that, when they were coming up, were brutalized by the enemy. And so in them, they did not have the capacity to love you because they had never experienced love themselves. Do you hear me? And so you, 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 you don't have to celebrate that. Thank you, cowboy. You don't have to celebrate that. I'm not telling you to celebrate that. But what I'm telling you to celebrate is this. Celebrate the fact that she said yes to you. Celebrate the fact that she carried you the nine months. Celebrate the fact that she birthed you. She may not have done the best job after that, but through her, your life is. You can honor that. You can honor that. See, I want to help you with that because I, I, I different times I've told people they're like, "I ain't saying nothing to my mom." Okay, even though Mother's Day, by the way, is the most cards are bought on Mother's Day, and the least cards are bought on Father's Day. But that's we don't change that. Mm. And that's something. Anyway, go to Ephesians 6. I'm going to close with this and we're going to pray. 6-1. I've held on to this because I, in my family, my mother did the best that she could do. She wasn't the most attentive and loving person, but I found out later on in life that when my, I had a baby brother, 19 months old, he died of spinal meningitis. And I found out that that was the reason why we went and lived with my grandparents and why my mother had a really hard time connecting with me and my sister. And so it was very difficult for her. She had a complete breakdown behind it. And so it was very difficult for her. So she was very distant and and never really a a touchy, lovey person with me and my sister. And, And I didn't really understand it, so I dealt with the level of rejection all of my life. And then when I got older, I finally found out these things and it dawned on me one day that these things were out of her control and the devastation that came on her life caused her to shut down and I had great empathy and I had great mercy and love for her in that when I found that out my heart turned completely and I honored her Mother's Day every Mother's Day her birthday whenever I could I honored my mother because she was faithful to have me So sometimes what you don't know that is underlying in them that causes them to react the way that they do and do the things that they do or the hurt that rests within them that they have not found the ability to give to Christ and to be healed from that has been projected onto you. But the word of God says, children, obey your parents in the Lord as his representatives For this is just and right. Honor, esteem, and value as precious your father and your mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. That all may be well with you. And that you may live long on the earth. Some things are not honorable. But you can honor the fact that your mother had you. You should honor that. Because what it does is it positions you with God. That you understand his word and that now it ceases to be all about you and what you went through. And then he teaches you to love unconditionally. He teaches you to sacrifice your feelings, your whatever. Okay. Because after all, you're in his house. You have his covering. You have his forgiveness. You have his love and you have his healing. Some parents may never, ever, ever, ever be able to meet the need that you want. This is where you have to learn to honor them so that you can access the promise, so that you can live long in the land, so that you can walk in your healing, so that you can walk in prosperity, so that you are following the word of God. And so you do not put a wall between you and God. You are completely walking in forgiveness and in love. Sometimes that's a difficult thing to do. I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm saying all things are possible through Christ who strengthens me. All things. All things. She gave you life. You are here. You are breathing. You enjoy all the wonderful things that God has created for us to enjoy. So you see, mothers, you are a very unique and awesome being. He chose you, after all, to bring life out of. That what would be in you would breathe and grow and be nourished by your body. The uniqueness of who you are. And the very thing that even if you couldn't have children. The fact that you can lay your hand on a child and you can say it's going to be all right. And you can be that mother's voice to them. That's who you are. You are beautifully, awesomely fashioned in God. His treasure. his, His vessel. His vessel. To replenish the earth. His vessel to speak the word his vessel to touch with a healing touch his vessel to form and shape the next generation that's who you are mother grandmother you are awesome you are awesome the last thing i'm going to tell you some of you might be saying man i messed up so bad the first time i don't even want to think about trying let me tell you something It's never too late with God. If a murderer can be on his deathbed and is suddenly click in his heart and he truly repents and can go to heaven, why can you not, after messing up and, and being so messed up, can stop and say, Lord, forgive me? And from that point forward, begin to heal a generation. Wow, that's in you. That's who you are. Tap into who you are tap into the greatness that God has given you. Now if you can uh pull bring up hosanna again softly if you would please. Lord help me. Lord see me. I I know that for some mother's day is a great event. I love mother's day my children bless me. They come and see me and I'm I'm blessed by it. But I know sometimes it's not. And, and so I want to pray for that person that may be struggling in, in those areas. You can go ahead and play for me, please. I also want to pray for that mom that says, man, this is hard. I'm struggling. I, I'm I'm doing the best that I know how to do. And I'm, I feel like I'm treading water and sinking right now. I want to pray for that mom. I want to pray for the mom that's saying, you know, I, I, I just don't know what to do. I want to tell you that the baptism of the Holy Spirit will give you wisdom. He'll speak to you. He'll guide you and he'll lead you. He'll put you at the right time, at the right place, and the right circumstances to catch your kids. (laughs) Hallelujah. He'll reveal things to you. The Holy Spirit is your best ally. And if you have not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, I want to lay hands on you today because I want to tell you that in the darkest of times, I could lay on the floor and I could pray in the Holy Ghost because sometimes I could just feel something, but I didn't know what was going on. But I knew I could pray in the Holy Ghost and that God understood my prayer and that he was praying. Hosanna in the high. Thank you. And he heard me. I was so distraught that sometimes I didn't even know what to say. And so I would just lay and pray in the Holy Ghost because I knew it was a perfect prayer between my spirit and God's. And he would give me answers. I want to pray for that individual that just, you're just there. You know, I'm just there. I want to tell you there's no shame in coming to the altar. My greatest deliverance this has been when the devil has told me, don't go up there. They're gonna know something wrong with you. They're gonna talk about you. They're gonna say stuff about you. And when I fought through and I said, You lying devil, you're not going to do that to me. You're not going to stop me. And I would get up and I'd walk down with all eyes focused on me. And I didn't care because I needed deliverance, I needed answers to prayers, I needed encouragement. I needed God to move and touch me. So I didn't care. And the Lord met me. Met me. With the most power in those instances. Hmm. So if you like prayer this morning. I'm going to invite you to come out of your seat. And just join me here at this altar. Because God sees you as a mother. He fashioned you to be a mom. He equipped you to be a mom. He blessed you. He blessed you with insight within you to be a mom. He covered you with a a precious and a perfect love to be a mom. Fashion. Fashion. He fashioned you. He fashioned you. You, say you want the best? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord. Would you pray congregation? God's doing some wonderful. Wonderful things here on Mother's Day for Mothers. Not easy. Not easy. Miracles. Miracles. Miracles miracles healing blessing mm-hmm.